Hello, friends. Welcome back to Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. My name is Lance Bain. Good to have you with me again on another episode of our podcast designed to help us experience the grace of God while living, leading, and overcoming life's everyday challenges. Our little mantra here to help you. We want to add value to you. We want to help you be a healthy leader, a vibrant leader, that when leadership is difficult and tough and you're facing headwinds, we want to be a voice of encouragement for you that helps you know how to continue to give life-giving, value-adding leadership to other people. So we're so glad you're with us on episode 185. I can't believe that. So glad you are with us today. If you want to know more about me, check out LanceBain.com, L-A-N-C-E-B-A-N-E.com. Wonderful resources there, a way we can communicate and connect. And thank you for being with me again. Would you consider helping me add value to me by sharing this podcast with your friends, by leaving a review wherever you may be listening. That that really helps us sort of get more noticed and really help us get out this uh, simple one-man podcast here. And our team, my IT person helps me out so much, helps us get it out to people who need it. So thank you, thank you, thank you again for helping us out. Hey, today I want to talk about Three questions for purposeful leadership. Three questions for purposeful leadership. And when I imagine you leading and thinking about these questions, I see you on a Sunday afternoon or a Sunday evening, maybe with a, uh, maybe you're sitting by the beach, maybe you're uh, in your car at your favorite spot, maybe you're in your coziest chair in pajamas at home with your favorite hot drink. I imagine you sitting there thinking through these three questions to help you not only have a purposeful week, but maybe a purposeful month and a purposeful quarter and a purposeful year. And so today, I want to share with you three questions that I believe will help you have purposeful leadership. You know, John Maxwell says that we need to be more growth conscious than we are goal conscious. And we're coming out of the new year where many of you maybe have set some New Year's resolutions or some New Year's goals. And while I certainly applaud you for recognizing ways in which you want to grow and develop and progress and see your leadership environment achieve its desired results, add value to other people, be successful in whatever your purpose, mission, or vision may be, goals certainly help us move forward to that But I also want you to be growth-minded. I want you to be growth-conscious. Your growth, the growth of the team that you lead, the people with whom you have influence and leadership, to see your organization grow and to really be intentional, be purposeful, be specific about the ways in which you measure success and you measure growth. I love Mr. Maxwell's encouragement and the way that he narrows this down for us to not lose sight of being growth conscious more than just goal conscious. What is implied in Mr. Maxwell's statement about being growth conscious is a level of self-awareness, being aware about my own life, my own soul, my own emotions, my own care being aware of my leadership, my team, and what is happening and what's going on. Leadership is a process, and so we have to stay committed to this process. Sometimes the process is a, is a little bit mundane. It's repetitive, 
practices and procedures and processes and conversations that can feel a bit rote sometimes. But when you and I interject into that, the human dynamic, personality, energy, charisma, excitement, enthusiasm, concern, resistance, perseverance, development, it is very exciting. And leadership, the process of becoming and continuing to be a healthy leader, and for our leadership to thrive, to, to grow, to be fruitful, and to be successful, however you may define that, leadership is a process, and so we need to stay committed to it. Now, you may be wondering, man, these are some great thoughts, but what do they have to do with the three questions? Well, the three questions are designed to help you recognize places for growth, and they're designed to help you systematically, little by little, continue to stay engaged, continue to stay committed, continue to stay involved in a process that will help you and help those that you lead really experience growth. More than just goal accomplishment, which we want, we also have growth accomplishment. So here are the three questions. Let me start with question number one. This is about learning. What is the one thing I need to learn this week? Now, you could change that from this week to this quarter, and maybe from or from this week to this month, and from this month to this quarter. And maybe that one thing you need to learn is so big that it might take multiple steps or multiple weeks to really grasp the totality of that which you are trying to learn. But I think it's a valuable question. I believe it is an essential question for us as leaders. Three questions for purposeful leadership. Leadership can be a reaction to so many crises or urgent things. Leadership can fall into a funk of complacency and apathy and boredom. This kind of question helps us stay vital and stay engaged and have a sense of enthusiasm. I'm a natural learner, according to the Buckingham Strengths Finder. I love learning, and so I'm always listening, looking, finding quotes, thinking about things, wanting to learn. I realize that some of you may not be natural learners, and so you may have to be more intentional about this, where I'm a little more intuitive about this. But what is the one thing that you need to be learning right now? And think about this. Is it a professional learning, or is it a personal learning? For me, recently, I have felt in my environment a place where I'm hitting a wall. I'm recognizing that I need to know more. And so for me, it's been a bit professional lately in where I need to learn. Reading is helpful. And when you consider reading, think about this. In what I'm reading, what is it about? Meaning, can I just give sort of a simple knowledge summary of whatever it was I read? And then the second idea is what specifically from what I read, spoke to me. So we move from just the knowledge of what we're reading or listening to, to relevancy, what within that knowledge feels most relevant to me. It's hitting me a little deeper, a little harder than just the overall knowledge of the content. And then the third is how will I apply? In what way will I apply that relevant piece of knowledge, that point at which I really feel like is an area for me to grow? Reading, listening to podcasts, having conversation. Utilize human mentors, paper print mentors, audio and digital mentors. Utilize these sources. And think about how does this one thing that I'm learning connect to the bigger thing, kind of like a puzzle piece. 
you ever been putting a puzzle together when you find that one piece it sort of seems to unlock the next 15 or 20 pieces it was a significant and sort of catalytic linchpin piece this one thing you're learning could be that for a bigger season that you're in and it's about gaining knowledge it's about feeling empowered through knowledge Question number two, or question number one for purposeful leadership, what's the one thing I need to learn? Second question is, what's the one thing I need to do? The one thing I need to do. This is a great question because learning is about knowledge and doing is about wisdom. How do I apply the knowledge? We call that wisdom. And you want to not just have your head and you're filled with facts, but you want your heart motivated and moving in doing. And sometimes the doing is very practical and having a to-do list is very important. Maybe you need to write that down, uh, some sort of digital app or process that you utilize on your devices to help you stay organized in what you're doing. And when you think about doing, I would ask you to consider this. What is a priority and what is urgent? What is important and what is not important? What is urgent? What is not urgent? This is about the application of wisdom and knowing that what you and I are doing is for the serving of others. It's not just a self-serving doing, but it's a way in which I can add value to other people. What's the one thing If all the things I need to get done this week, I need to do this one thing. Often this podcast is one of my one things. It is important, not always urgent. And sometimes it is urgent and important. But I want it to be about serving other people, not about me. I want to know in what I'm doing, how does it benefit the whole? Will it benefit the whole? And I want to make sure I'm giving myself to that practice. Also, when you think about the one thing to do, serving others, benefiting the whole, the application of wisdom, we do this in the praise of other people. We're quick to deflect the praise of these things that are getting done and more quick to accept the the feedback of where it could be better. Now, you may be like me, a younger leader. When I was a much younger leader, I had a hard time distinguishing between what was important and what was urgent and what do I do with that. And sometimes my idealism and my zeal put things in the urgent or important category when they weren't. And so maybe a conversation with a friend or just taking some intentional, elongated time to reflect on that would be helpful for you. And I want you to imagine, if you're able, listening to this podcast to jot this down. I want you to draw a vertical line and a horizontal line so you have four quadrants. In the upper left quadrant, it is the urgent and important category. The upper right quadrant is the important but not urgent category. Lower left is urgent, not important. And lower right, it is not important and it is not urgent. And this is something I found from uh, Jay Valentin, who I follow on Instagram. It's a time management quadrant. I would actually probably call it a priority management quadrant. And I think this diagram is super helpful because it will allow us to begin to see how do we manage the urgent with the important. 
and when it is urgent and when it is important. Our top left quadrant, that is described as the do. That can be filled with crisis or emergencies, addressing immediate problems. Maybe you've got deadlines or last minute, some kind of preparation. It's urgent and it's important and it's got to be done now. And that's what you do. The important and not urgent, which is the top right quadrant, we call that decide. These are the places where decisions need to be made. Preparation, planning, maybe prevention, dreaming, uh, working on values, writing, conversations, uh, development of others, relationship building, self-care, relaxation, things like that. You, you, it's important to do, and not to be done right now, but it's very important to get done. And so you make effective, helpful, quality decisions to get those things done. The lower left quadrant, it's urgent, but it's not important. That is the delegation quadrant. This is where you outsource calls, you outsource projects, you have others make emails for you, you, you attend some meetings, other meetings, you're just getting the notes or the minutes. You, you, you're able to recognize these are issues that aren't the kind of things that I have to be involved in. And this happened to me recently where I received a text about an event in our uh, my organization, and I was with uh, my number two person, and I just sort of said, you know, this doesn't sound like the kind of thing that I need to respond to. This is the something I would hand off to you and you could deal with and take care of. And so immediately I was able to recognize this is kind of urgent because it needs some response, but it's not important to me, and I was able to delegate that. There's a wonderful little book called If You Want It Done Right, You Don't Have to Do It Yourself. And it's a wonderful, helpful little book. You can read it in less than an hour probably on the power of delegation and the six effective steps to good, helpful delegation. Might check that out. That may be of some value to you. Lower right uh, is not urgent and it's not important. This is where you dismiss or delete. You get rid of the trivial work. You stop wasting time. You, you, you recognize that maybe scrolling while you're at the office or doing other things at home or with your family, it's just a waste of time. Delete that stuff. That will help you begin to figure out what is the one thing I need to do. Encourage you to draw out this quadrant. Begin to fill it in. What's important, what's urgent, do it. What's important, not urgent, make decisions, get it done in the right time. If it's not important, but it's urgent, you can delegate it, give it to someone else, if it's not important, night is it not urgent? Delete, dismiss, move on from that. What is the one thing you need to do this week? Give yourself to that. Apply yourself to this place of wisdom. Question number three for purposeful leadership is who is the one person that I need to connect with this week? Who is the one person that I need to connect with this week? You know, as I said earlier, as a learner, I'm constantly uh, browsing. I follow people intentionally, for example, on Instagram. I follow people that can add value to my life. I don't, sometimes I follow my friends and family members, and I enjoy that, that sense of connection and kind of keeping up with what's going on in their life. I follow some people that are just feel-good stories. I love seeing stories of hope and life and love and breakthrough and joy. It's good for my soul. And I follow some people simply because they add value to my life. They are digital mentors or digital guides, if you will. And while I shared with you about Jay Valentin and his wonderful work, you may consider following him 
on the various social media platforms where he's located. I also follow Ken Coleman, and this is where I received this three questions because I often struggle like what do I need to be about this week how do I how do I make sure I'm involved in the things that really matter how do I continue to give myself to loving well on the things that are going on in my leadership dynamic and these three questions really position me to to feel confident and to have clarity and to be able to engage Am I giving myself to the things that matter? Am I loving well? Am I giving helpful, empowering, clear leadership to other people that involves freedom and delegation and affirmation and and correction and growth and asking what is the one thing I can learn? What is the one thing I need to do? And who is the one person I need to connect with? I believe these three questions from Ken Coleman can really serve you as well. So let's zero in on that third question. Who's the one person you need to connect with this week? I often keep a list in my handwritten bullet journal, and I keep a list I call just my contact list. And when I come across someone that I haven't talked to in a while or someone that I want to intentionally follow up with once or twice a week for several weeks to check in and see how they're doing, I add them to my list. And then once a week, I set aside time where I do nothing but that list. I text or I call, or something like that, a form of connection that has some meaning. I figure out why I'm connecting with them. Is there a reason, a medical situation, a personal situation, a family situation? Maybe something great happened, and I want to celebrate, and I want to affirm, and I want to applaud them. I think a little bit about the why for the connection, and then I be intentional as I can be about love languages about really wanting them to feel loved. Because connecting isn't about me saying, wow, look at me, I did it, I reached out, I connect with people, go go Lance. It's more about I want other people to feel loved. We want other people to feel loved, to feel seen, to feel valued, to feel heard, to feel cared for, to feel covered, to feel like someone has locked arms with them. And connection is so powerful. When you begin to engage this question. Don't underestimate the power of small moments. Don't underestimate the power of small moments. Don't overinflate digital connection. Don't underinflate the power of small personal moments. In my leadership environment, often a 30-second to two to three-minute conversation with someone where I am present, making good eye contact, good body language, reflective listening, being present, engaging, is such a jolt of energy and love and care for people that that small moment is enough, like it's a quick recharge for their emotional heart. And they say, man, my leader loves me, he cares for me, he wants the best for me. That is phenomenal kind of connection and I want you to have that as well. So be present, remove distractions. Don't have your cell phone in your hand. Don't have your cell phone or your device sitting next to you with the screen up where every time it dings or it chimes, you're tempted to want to look at it. Uh, Turn it over or put it away or something like that. Remove the distractions. The other day, someone said to me, it's a point of correction, sometimes, Lance, I don't feel like you're fully present with me because you're looking around me at the other people that are walking around. She was right. Sometimes I do that. So I've been working on trying to ignore you know, all the people that are walking behind the person I'm talking to, especially when they wave at me or something like that because I feel pulled and torn. Work on connecting with other people. Three questions. 
for purposeful leadership? Friends, these are powerful questions. What's the one thing you want to be learning? What is the one thing you need to be doing? And what is the one person you really need to connect with? Be growth conscious. Stay committed to the leadership process, friends. Hey, thanks for listening this week. I love you. Appreciate you spending this time with me. Stay hopeful, stay healthy, and I'll talk to you next time.